Blog Talk Radio. of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. It is a big idea, a new world order. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just pancakes. Either you were with us, or you were with the terrorists. But I also believe that a lot of gun owners would agree that AK-47s belong in the hands of soldiers, not in the hands of criminals. You were a cross, you died. If you were caught with your Bible, you were put 
in debt. And then they even tried to force the white Christian Russians to speak Yiddish for two years, trying to make it that language of white Russia. The Germans knew all about this secret Holocaust, and they didn't want it to happen to them. And what happened in white Russia, the white Russians were partial Prussian Germans. And that was their ancestors that these Jews did it to. Thank you for joining us tonight. Forgive me, I had myself muted and uh, out of courtesy. Anyway, we're going to continue our conversation tonight with Justice Waters as to what uh, restoring your republic would look like. Uh, we're organizing to uh, lawfully under the uh, Northwest Ordinance to have lawful representation at the local county levels. And we have a goal of being able to offer your neighbors and yourself an opportunity to vote on a piece of paper and a red thumbprint and show them how it's done and restore our republic. And that's our agenda tonight. Uh, we'll visit with Justice Waters, the great state of free state of Indiana, as, to he, uh, as he continues his conversation from last week. Justice Waters. Thank you, Governor. Hello, America. You know, Governor, I find this very interesting. I'm going to read this before I open. Under Murdoch versus Pennsylvania, 319 U.S. 105, the Supreme Court said that no state shall convert a liberty into a license and then charge a fee for it. Under Shuttlesworth versus City of Birmingham, Alabama, Seven or 373 U.S. 262, it says, if a state converts a right to a privilege, the citizen can ignore the license and fee and engage in the right with impunity. Now, that's law. It's never been undone, never been overturned. They just don't want you, the, the person, to know that. The Republic for the United States of America. Why is it called that? What is American? An American is a person that lives on the continent of America. North America consists of Canada, the United States, and Mexico. 
Then you have Central America and South America. The word America comes from a navigator and an explorer named Amerigo Vespucci. The Republic for the United States is also known as the Union of States, which means that all people are citizens of the state in which they live in. A state under law is the people. In law, it is the representatives of those people that they elect that work for them. And the senators who are elected by the same people work for the state itself, the people as a whole in the state at one time. The representatives are localized. The state senators are for the entire state. The state itself is not a living entity. The people that are in it, they are. It is the people that make up a state, and it's always the people who are large and in charge. So it's the many who have the authority to speak, not just the few. Under republic law, everyone has the opportunity to speak, and everyone of age has the right to vote. But the few do not run the show. The many do. In order to understand why it will not be a corporation running the government under a republic form of government, you need to understand first there is a government running you that is a corporation, a solid business. It's there to make money. It's there to take your money and spend your money. That's why you're called a slave. The corporation needs money, therefore they come looking for you. Under the republic, there will not be any corporate government. The closest idea of a corporation in the republic's government is only the executive branch, and that only because they are the branch that spends the money. They allot it to different agencies under the president, under the executive branch, such as the military. In order to understand why there will be no IRS or IMF or income tax taken out of your paycheck, you first need to understand why there is an IRS and an IMF. What are they? The IRS is a stealing machine that steals your money every time you get a paycheck. They force you to agree to give them the money every week or every other week or every month because, by God, you need to help your government out. All those politicians there in D.C. and your state capital and your local county and local, they all need to make a living, right? So in the corporation, there are 535 members of Congress, nine in the Supreme Court, 1,400 in all in the executive. On average, a year's paycheck per person is $190,000. So at 1,944 members of that government, that means the U.S. government needs $369,000,000 
360000 per year just for the paychecks. Not to mention all the people that work under these people that are on their payroll. Now you bring the state and local people up and all their salaries. You have billions of dollars per year, but here's the secret. Your tax dollars do not pay their salaries. Your tax dollars do not build a new aircraft or new ships or rounds, weapons, trucks, jeeps, bombs, and so forth needed for the military. No, the IRS tax-collected money never goes to the U.S. government. It goes to the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, takes that IRS-collected money and gives it to other nations for charity and loans to feed the hungry, to clothe the people. In other words, it goes to the dictatorships of those nations, leaders of the other nations, and all the leaderships of those nations get rich while their people go hungry. To pay all the leadership here in the U.S., build the military machinery, build roads, finance schools, and go to the Federal Reserve, they just print up money out of thin air, and then that cost is brought to you, which the IRS does give back to the Federal Reserve in the tune of 60% to 40%. 60 goes to the Federal Reserve, 40 goes to the IMF. Zero goes to the federal government. They just get new printed money. Under the republic, there is no IRS, no IMF, no Federal Reserve. We do not have time to go into the reasons why tonight, but the Fed's charter ran out in 2010. And from that time on, the corporate government cannot make or pass a year-long budget for their corporate government. It's always a three- to six-month budget at a time. It is estimated that the first 30 days after the republic is called up that the military will take charge under the biblical constitutional government and hold it for the republic to shore up any holes it has in the seats that are vacant at that time. There will also be a time in those 30 days that the military will, in fact, go after any and as many of the people in the corporate government now or has been or retired and arrest or eliminate them for the crimes against America and against humanity in the world. That would be those who proclaim their lies on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, Washington Post, New York Times, and all the newspapers and outlets that are owned by all those, and all the platforms online that has rejected the truth and replaced the truth with lies and violated your First Amendment rights as people of America. Once those people have been arrested and brought to a holding place, they shall be held for the grand jury hearing on charges of impersonating a constitutional officer in violation of civil rights against the American people and for treason against the Constitution for the United States of America. 
They will be arrested by the United States military and charged by the U.S. military on war crimes against humanity for breaking their oath to the Constitution and for treason against the American people. All trials will be held in a military tribunal setting, but will be held in the states in which the accused are from and were supposed to represent as they were elected. The U.S. military will turn over all accused to the state militias for holding in their states where the U.S. Republic government will have no authority over the grand juries, but the Union of States will hold all authority in all grand jury proceedings. The power belongs to the people. The accused will be held and tried by the people they were to represent, and the people will decide their fate. And if the accused are found guilty, there's only two outcomes in law. One, a seven-year prison sentence with no parole or death. All living individuals who are either retired from their seats inside the corporate government or acting today, no matter how long or how old they are, they will be subject to arrest and trial for the crimes against the people. Why? Because they refuse to represent the people under a republic form of government. All state governors had their chance to turn from their corporate scam and lead the states by the republic government back in the year 2010. But they failed to do so. Therefore, the people have risen up. They took their republic government back and are now reseeding constitutional authority in all states with allegiance to the republic and to the people of the union of states. Right now, the republic is taking names for people to gain seats as governors for territorial states, senators, representatives, state secretaries, and judges for the state Supreme Courts. All this is being done with the authority of the Northwest Ordinance. After the 30 days are completed, the states are seated, and the nation is once again back in the hands of their rightful people. The state militias will be required to keep their state boundaries safe from any and all illegals trying to come into that state over the Rio Grande, the national boundary between Mexico and California, through Tijuana. It will be the job of the Southern Border Patrol, which will gain 15,000 new personnel, along with the state's militias and the U.S. Army ground forces, along with all small arms firepower. The Republic will stop in all the illegal crossing of the peoples who are paying the Mexican cartels thousands of dollars, along with their fentanyl, cocaine, and heroin, and other killer drugs that are killing the American people by the thousands every week. The Republic on the national level will need 435 representatives that are elected by the people in each state or territorial state, which will soon become a state. All boundaried states, which are states under the Republic 
prior to 1871 will automatically become states once they have 30,000 people who honor and have taken the oath to the republic. For those states that came into the nation after 1871, they are territories due to the fact they have never been inducted into statehood by a republic government congress. Under republic law, every person in the republic will have the free exercise to worship whoever you want to. But the supreme law of the land mentions the laws of nature and nature's God. That is the Hebrew God, Yahweh and Yeshua. Every person in the boundaries of the union of states will have the freedom to worship who you want. But the laws are all based and held to biblical law, and all people are subject to those laws in life, liberty, and in the courts of law. You break the law as a Muslim, you will be tried on Yahweh's biblical laws. You will be sentenced on Yahweh's biblical laws. You can have the right to speak and do what you want, but you will always be held accountable for what you do say and what you do write. You are always accountable for your actions. Under the Republic, all laws will be enforced to the strictest way. You live your life in accordance to all laws, in which there will be not be as many as you see right now, because the Republic will not tax you on everything you buy, do, and breathe. There will be there will be a tax like a flat tax in which you will pay on everything that you do buy, but no income tax will be taken out of your paycheck. No social security tax will be taken from your checks. No death tax, no property tax, no car tax, no license for anything, no tax on food, no tax on drinks, no tax on utilities. There will be no statements sent to you because statements are not bills. No bank loans as you see them now. The banks are stealing your money. No credit cards as you know them now. You will not need them. Life will be all different, better, and your government, called the Republic, will operate under the original Constitution, the original Bill of Rights, and it will be a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, because all positions of the government will be because of the people. They will come from the people, and the people will elect them. The Republic is always about the people, because it is the very people that make up the Republic. There is nothing new, but the Republic is now back. All you need is to want it. We are taking names and holding the seats for the people so each territorial state can be in right standing with the people. Governor, I yield back to you, sir. Uh, I got something I'd like to add here real quick, uh, uh, 
real quick. If, uh, hello, American Statesman. Uh, I found something that pretty much sums up, backs up what you also just said, uh, Roger. I think I said that in the beginning. And then if anybody wants to contribute or, or if the governor wants to jump in or anybody wants to uh, participate in the call here tonight, you're always welcome. Uh, 657-383-0616. Press 1 when you call in. If you're listening via the Internet, you have to call in to uh, interact with us. But uh, I was digging up some uh, stuff from years ago, and basically what Roger was saying, just to back it up, you know, if you're tired of being subjected to a corporation posing as uh, a legitimate government that would arrest you for refusing to pray to corporate courts or give up your land or pay taxes to the Rothschilds or exhibit a state-issued confession of subject-class citizenship, then this is what you're invited to right here, what, what, what Roger was just uh, uh, talking about and what we've been talking about for the past few weeks. You know, um, this is your chance to finally end economic siege, the foreclosures, the tax and criminal cases which lack in, in an injured party, the assaults and terror under the color of law by lawfully, expediently, and peacefully restoring the de jure original institutions of the 50 re- state republics in the United States of America. Okay, and this is, and this is going to be accomplished one way or another. And we propose this peacefully, lawfully. Okay, and and this was back uh, also, you know, there has been in the past face-to-face meetings and negotiations with high-ranking members of the armed forces, okay? And and they are on board with this, but it's up to the people. The leaders of the of this of our freedom movements across the country have have joined together and are joining together to bring you uh this comprehensive remedy to restore our our republic. And that's what we've been out there doing, working endlessly to try to do this for you, for you. There's no, you know, we're no, we're no kings here. We're not kings. There was, nobody's here. To, you know, this is this is what you're born here in America. This is what this is your country. And everyone's just sitting back doing nothing, waiting for this guy, waiting for that guy. It's up to you to participate. <clears throat> excuse me, in the republic. Okay, you have to participate. You know, it's not what your country could do for you. It's what you can do for it. You heard that famous saying. Okay? So you have, we have to come together here. And we have to, and we, whether it starts on this platform or someone else's platform or many platforms combined, I've already, we've already said this many times. We want other platforms out there in the alternative media to bring this message to you and to, bring, uh, and, and to talk about this. And not to argue over petty differences or petty arguments about how this is going to happen or what this is, how this is going to go or, this, you know, this and that. Listen, you know the law. You know something's wrong with your country. You know it's not right. You're angry. You're upset. Everyone is, one way or another. No one's happy out there. We know that. We can all agree upon that. We don't have to sit up here and do podcast shows day in and day out and complain about nothing and complain about Joe Biden, complain about Donald Trump, complain about the IRS, how many agents they just hired that are going to be coming for you. And that's what they're going to be doing, okay, to institute their new world order. And it's going to happen. No, yeah, don't you just sit back and say, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. Or, ah, this is going to happen. Listen, it's going to happen. You see it unraveling right before your very eyes, Okay. So it, it's, uh, everyone has to participate here. So this, one, this part right here is basically the beginning of, of what Roger was trying to say also. It's about eight minutes long, and then after that, we'll open up the phone lines, okay? So everyone, you have a chance to participate with, and ask questions, but we're not here to debate. We're not here to argue, and we're not here to, you know, squabble over silly differences or, or, or ideologies that are not going to make a difference tomorrow to anybody, all right? 
So, and the phone number again is 657-383-0616, present one. Years ago, the forefathers of the American Republic wrote the following. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. My friends, that quote, from the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America enacted on July 4th, 1776, memorialized into history the foundation and to some degree the authority under God for tonight's program. Welcome to our regular listeners and to freedom-loving people around the world. You're listening live to a special broadcast of Take No Prisoners at the Republic Broadcasting Network. And we're coming to you tonight commercial-free. I'll ask you if you would refrain from calling in the call-in number. Uh, we're swamped at the moment with your calls. That number is not for listening, folks. That number is simply for people calling in, and our special guests tonight are being blocked out by your calls. You can listen to this program at the Republic Broadcasting Network on the Internet at republicbroadcasting.org. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Kennedy. Today is Sunday, January 31st, 2010, a day that will live in history, for it is the day we begin the process of reclaiming the American continent from corporations posing as legitimate governments. I'm dedicating tonight's program to all of our colleagues, to all of you, listeners and non-listeners, to the men and women who have suffered these many years at the hands of a corporation gone crazy, to all of, your, all of you people who have had homes that have been invaded by SWAT teams, who have had guns pointed at the heads of their children by agents of a corporate state acting in territorial capacity, outside normal constitutional limitations on the land of your forefathers. I'm dedicating the program to all of you whose lives have been ruined by liens and levies and seizures, by agents of foreign agencies, to all of you who have been tossed off your land by the banking institutions of this country, to the thousands of you who languish in prison for tax issues, and crimes against the state, crimes which occur or purported to occur in the complete absence of an injured party. For those of you in prison for speaking against the corporate government, I'm dedicating this program to the thousands of you who suffer in United States gulags for the high crime of refusing to pray to a corporate court, for refusing to stand to a corporate actor in a black robe, for refusing to enter the bar, knowing that your 
granting jurisdiction and accepting authority of a corporate employee. To all of you who have been injured and killed and sent to prison for refusing to exhibit state-issued documents that identify you as subject-class citizens, to all of you who have been coerced to volunteer your most intimate personal information under incarceration for so many years that you and your neighbors and your friends and your family believe it's absolutely normal to divulge all of your business to the state of the creation of your forefathers. To all of you, to the people of the American continent who are about to face the collapse of a currency and an entire economy which has been based upon the notion that promissory notes to a foreign-owned bank could ever function to the benefit of anyone other than the banking cartels. The program is dedicated tonight to all Americans who live in the fear of their own government, to the members of the Tea Parties, to the Glenn Becks and Jesse Venturas who seek change but only possess a small portion of the story. To the souls of the 110, 15, 20,000 Japanese Americans who were arrested by FDR without a warrant, without due process of law, on the swipe of a pen on an executive order in the land where such things could never happen in a mere 40 or 50 years ago in 1942. To the millions, make that 60 to 70 years ago, to the millions of black Americans who have been condemned to poverty and deprivation for nothing other than to gain their allegiance to a government as their Lord and Savior. This program is dedicated to the souls of the Native Americans who were trampled at the foot of the Virginia Company on the land of their forefathers, and to Ron Paul and the Libertarians and the Champions of Liberty Everywhere, to all who are tired of having every aspect of their lives dictated by a faceless corporation run by robotic members of the City of London Bar Association. And finally, I'd like to dedicate tonight's program to Irwin and Lynn and Hartford and Leroy and Roger and Jack and Stephen and Sam and Winston and all the other courageous men and women who the general public has never heard of but who have taken a stand against corporate oligarchy. This program is dedicated tonight to each and every one of you listening and your neighbors, your friends, your loved ones, the American people, as we bring you the unanimous declaration of the sovereign people of the United States of America to restore and re-inhabit the free American republics. All right, Jim. Hey, I'm going to go on any further. That's just basically to reinforce basically what Roger was trying to introduce here. Well, since then, obviously, we've grown, but this was a 10-year plan. Obviously, we remember that back then in 2010. We talked about it many times. It's a 10-year plan. You know, and that was 2022. Um, but, uh, hey. You know, we're talking about an entire country here. We're talking about an entire world and the world stage, and uh, you know, it's a big stage. So, uh, Jim, you want to got something you want to add here? Yeah. Go ahead. You know, that, that's why I love you, brother from another mother. Um, <laughs> you know, 
you know, you bring that authentication because of your talents with technology and recording and radio years of experience and radio. And, uh, you know, you can bring that live, that, that history back and make it live for us. And, and uh, what an awesome thing, you know. These people uh, are in the discovery process and thinking this is just a beginning. Uh, in my life, I was thinking back the other day, when did I attend my first Patriot meeting? You know, oh, I remember. It was about 1962, 64. I attended a little meeting in a farm community of farmers and ranchers in eastern Colorado. And uh, they had all united under an organization called the Birchers. Do you remember those, Joe? No, that's a little bit... Uh... <laughs> no, Grandpa. <laughs> so, so this awakening's been going on a long time, my friend. Uh, and uh, Joe just brought some some great history back to the table. I'd like to make a couple clarifications on what Justice Water said. Is I'm going to take the opportunity because it's rare that I ever get a correct Justice Waters or add anything. He's well spoken and, and precise, but. We have free states in the republic. You know, they are Colorado and Carolina and North Carolina and, and Florida and so on and so forth. But, you know, words mean things. And uh, in referring to the states in the republic, uh, officially and lawfully, they should be referred to as free states so that we don't have any concept of overlapping or interlapping as to their function or their duties or, or where their loyalty lies. So. Um, I hope everybody realizes that in our conversations because it's easy to make those mistakes. I've been at this for a number of years, and it still comes out. So anyway, for clarity, um, to build off what Justice Rogers brought to the table tonight, I want to bring a two story to you that is just crossing the social media. Um, two federal judges today were found guilty and sentenced for uh, child trafficking. Uh, one of them came from back east, I think maybe Pennsylvania. Don't quote me on that, but you can look it up. There's two two, two states. And uh, I know the one, I didn't get a chance to read it all, but I know the one judge was sentenced to several years in prison, but that was, uh, instead he got an ankle cuff, and uh, he gets to stay at home. Now, these people were sending juveniles to detention facilities for profit. So they were taking their kids and putting them in detention homes and receiving a commission or a percentage of the action on the profit of the institution. And we all know, we've all heard it talked about in the Patriot community for years and years. Well, I mean, now here's a federal court you know, decision against two, two of their own. Um, to me, that's it's being exposed. One, yeah, it's being exposed being to child exposed. trafficking. And the, the 10-year plan's working. Uh, and so, you know, that gives me hope. Uh, and so the other thing is, is that when you hear that these judges got preferential treatment for doing something so heinous over such a long period of time and receiving so much money for it, what do you think the jury or their peers 
would say if they were able to be the voice of the people? What would you well, say? Well, they are. Right? They set case precedent. You know, if it was, they, they if it do. Was the jury law, does. Yeah, if you, but if you sat on the jury, Joe, if I, I'm going to tell it this way. If I sat on the jury, that's not a gun's going to the firing squad in the next 72 hours or sooner. That well, that's why this has that that, well, yeah, that's why it has to be enforced to, to the jury decisions. That's why the grand juries, but, and we have to be mean, careful with county and state grand juries. You know, there's a difference sure. there too. Some but, people get caught up in that. Yeah, I'm not specifying that. I'm saying if if my vote counted and I was a, the people, that sucker would be going under. He wouldn't be sent. Well, yeah, home. of course, that's what sent. everybody's going to feel. Sure, you know, yeah, and that's that'd be rightful justice. That. Yeah, that'd be rightful justice, and and. We don't need we don't need to pay for his incarceration or monitoring him as he lives out his life in luxury. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. throw the BS flag on that one. You yeah, know? well, we we so, that's the things that a lot of people been, are angry about. We got we got that. You know, there right. a lot of people are angry across it, and, and that's so, what I pointed out there in the beginning. We don't have you know we, we have people are angry and are upset. Well, it's time to come together, and we're restoring this thing lawfully, so and we can't get into petty arguments or squabbles. You know. Sure. So what, so what do we do with those kids now that have been incarcerated? And it's our responsibility to go out and to help them come back into society and, and uh, become uh, have a meaningful and fruitful life. And so really this is the structure that Roger and I and the other people in the Republic are trying to bring to the table is where do we go from here, folks, and how do we get there? We have a Constitution that we love. We have a Bill of Rights that protects us. And we have a covenant with our Almighty, and um, together we'll we'll get there. But this isn't a dictatorship; it's a government up formed by the people, and this is a platform for the people to speak up as to how they can get involved and what they can contribute. So, on that note, Joe, I'm going to turn you over and let you run the board. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Mr. Henning, or anybody anybody who wants to contribute here, who has questions, or who wants to make a statement, or participate here, now is your time. Well, usually this happens is, is what happens is everyone jumps in at the end of the podcast, and everybody's, and then we're talking over each other. So now we got the open platform here, where we got time here, where we can discuss some things, iron out some kinks, and uh, maybe discuss some issues here, maybe concerns of the people out there, or how this is going to be implemented. And I know people are already asking questions. I'm getting messages on Facebook. Already. You know, well, who have you been talking to? Oh, you know, who, uh, who, who is this guy you're talking? How do you know this is going to happen? You know, look, you know, everyone wants all the worry about your own backyard. How are you going to fix your neighborhood and your backyard right now? Like we said, there's no kings or dictators. Everybody has locally. We have to fix things locally, and and we have to have assemblies put together. You're going to have your local militias. They're going to have to take charge. And I want to say there that was a good meeting that we had uh, with the militia there um, the other night there. Um, uh, on, on, in the Zoom call there, that was great. It's on BitChute now and uh, Rumble and all the other uh, sites up there on the internet. Go back and listen. Yeah, listen. Rather What's than that, a militia, it's the righteous. Ar- rather than a militia, it's the righteous army. Yes. So you know the concept is is that when the righteous people stand up and draw a line in the sand, that's just the end of it. You know. Yeah, and, we've always um, said that. Yeah, uh, I've got a private caller here with their hand up, so we'll take the first caller here. Go ahead, private caller. Hey, Joe, how you doing, man? Good to hear you back All on right. here. Good to hear your voice, Sarge. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, but I'm not doing so good after I heard some, read about some information that maybe you and the listeners ought to be apprised of if they don't know it already. And it has to do with uh, what 
apparently Jim Banks, who's a representative, uh, congressional representative from Indiana, and a senator, of course, you know, Chuck Grassley, who's asking of uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Miley. And he's asking him to uh, uh, honor his word and stop dodging questions about these allegations in a book written by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa called Peril that says he usurped President Trump's power as commander-in-chief after the riot on January 6th. And also, in response to the riots that went on in Lafayette Park, where he was prepared to deploy federal troops to stop it and to say nothing of his uh, telephone call with the uh, counterpart in Red China about concerns that Trump might be willing to start a war with Red China. And thus far, Milley has an answer. Now, the reason I brought this up is because you were talking about high-ranking officers that you spoke to, and I think, mm-hmm. I'm glad to know that there are officers out there like that. But we also need to be reminded that there are many – you can't get any higher-ranking officer than General Mark Miley, who was chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, even though under the Goldwaters-Nichols Act, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff doesn't have any command authority over any units in any branch of the armed forces. Still, they are the chief advisor to the president and to the uh, Department of Homeland Security and to uh, uh, every other agency that's got anything to do with the military and the armed forces. And it is disturbing to think that a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff might be implicated in a matter like this, that if not bordering on treason, is probably certain mutiny and or sedition from a four-star general officer who's chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And I just think, now, again, this has not been, these he has not responded to these allegations in his book where he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, General Miley said that, well, if I have to be court-martialed, they have to send me to jail or whatever, I'm going to work from the inside against Donald Trump. Now, that's allegedly what he said in the book. And as of yet, we still haven't gotten an answer from this officer. Well, I, uh, to be honest, when, when did you hear about this? You said you just did. Uh, I've been hearing about it for a few days. I've been hearing well, a couple of weeks ago, but it's kind of blown out into the open with uh, Grassley and Banks making this request of him. And he said he was going to get back. This is what he said now. Now, uh, this is what was in the book. Grassley There's going to be Banks, several more allegations that aren't in the book that are going to come out also in, in the near future. But, you know, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to talk about again, that or. or again, we got two major members of Congress. Asking a general officer if there's any truth to this, they asked him. Well, this their back congressional seats are going to be gone anyway because they're, because when, when the republic is re-inhabited, you have to remember that's the de facto. You have to remember that that's well, the de facto. They're, they're both Republicans. Well, they could be Republican. They, they could be Green this, Party. They could be whatever. But they're not. They're not a republic. They're not with the de jure republic. You know, they're not with the they're 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 with the de facto the de facto system. See, the de facto works for the Federal Reserve banking cartel. They don't, you know, okay. So and and look, they can all come aboard with the republics. They can all come aboard. We forgive them. You know, look, we're about you know repentance and, and forgiveness. That that that's all. You know, because we don't want violence. We don't want any type of uh, agitation of violence. We don't want civil war. We want this has got to be done lawfully. But remember, Sarge, those people that are holding those. Corporate offices right now—they're not really, really your government. 
They're not really constitutionally your government. They're a fraud. They're 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 corporate. They're, they're, if Walmart makes a decision, does it affect you directly? No, because Walmart's a corporation, right? What they do in aisle 12 versus aisle 8, does it really affect you unless you shop there? Well, you don't shop there, then it doesn't affect you. Well, you don't shop at the de facto corporation anymore when you become a part of the republic. I think that's the best way I can explain it. Well, I guess what concerns me is the fact that uh, whomever – well, certainly the president is a constitutional office, and Donald Trump was occupying the office. And to think that we have the highest-ranking officer – the United States Armed Forces prepared to undermine the president, and I, I would assume that same officer would be most definitively up, uh, opposed to any plan to implement a constitutional republic. Uh, it's, it's kind of concerning to think that he hasn't even answered these basic questions from whomever asked them. Can can somebody out there, uh, somebody that with the republic, can they uh, uh, maybe? Explain Donald Trump's position and and how because he just said that's the, really the president of the republic right now is President Geiger, okay. And uh, now can anybody out there explain this maybe in more di- different terms than what I explained it? Maybe I don't know uh, Roger or somebody or somebody uh, Jim or. But well, I guarantee well, you that Mark Miley would definitely oppose President Geiger or anyone instituted as the president. They can, yeah, they can. Personally chooses to uh, disregard the orders from that person because he thinks he's acting in a higher authority rather than resign and then express his objections. He chose, he said, according to this book, he was going to stay in uniform and work against whomever is the president from the inside. Well, that's called treason to begin with Um, because now what you're doing is you're trying to to bring a downfall upon a nation, and that that is the definition of treason. Uh, second of all, I know kind of what you're talking about. I've been hearing rumbles of that on on the news and other platforms, and I can tell you, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of being military yourself. Uh, while you're wearing the uniform, you do not have under the UCMJ, you do not have the right or the authority to speak for or against whoever is in political office. That's not your job. Your job is to defend the Constitution. And so anybody in uniform that goes out on a rant like that, uh, I understand what you're saying. Um, You know, if the Republic was to be stood up tomorrow morning, this is one of the guys we would not have to talk face-to-face with. This is one of those guys uh, that would have to have a PSYOP taken out well, well, because he's an enemy well, well, to all again, people. This point that the book makes on what this guy is supposed to have said. Milley allegedly placed military hands, his hands, on controls that belong exclusively to the president. According mm-hmm. to this book, he summoned senior operation officers in the military command center to his office he had them take an oath to him not to act on the president's orders without checking with him first. Now, think about that for a minute. So, is it back yeah, to- I know. Yeah, back during That's January crazy. 6th, we were, in the middle, we, were, we were on the brink of, of total civil war, basically, within our government, and the people yeah. didn't know it. 
You know, so okay, we got that. We, we, we were, yeah, January sixth was a very, very uh, 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 heightened day in our history of our country. It's that's yesterday, though, Sarge. I would not. Yeah, okay, the guy. We got to, we got to move on to the future now. How? Who's going to take an allegiance to what now? And what's the next step yeah, here? You know what? You know how many others? You say, I'm certainly you don't think he's the only one. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Yeah, many others. Right. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of others who think the way he does, apparently, allegedly. Well, how do you think the Federal Reserve is going to react? How do you think the central bank, what do you think is going to happen to the world stage here? This is what the problem came in 2010, when this whole plan began. Okay, how how are these are the things, the major things, but it's the people. The people have to step up to the plate. Without the people, nothing can be done, because uh, that's the whole point here. Without the people, it takes the people. The people have got to step up to the plate. It's up to the people to do do their part. And how can the people do their part? And this is the problem that we've been trying to explain, and we're running into these problems, these parallel discussions, that we're, what can the people do out there? Are we going to stomp our feet and have our little organizations protest out there and, and further divide the country? Or are we going to do our own thing and just keep doing our own thing and watch us go into an abyss? Or is it all going to end and collapse anyway, like the Bible says? I mean, what are we going to do? Are we going to have an awakening here in this country? Are we going to have a spiritual awakening? Are we going to have a righteous awakening? Are we going to repent are we going to do the right thing lawfully you know uh, that's the question here that we've been posing here on this podcast and many other platforms and it's up to the people to awaken but you have to understand how we got here and we have to understand the plan that we're trying to implement here lawfully by no means are we trying to overthrow the united states government that's not what we're trying to do and and nobody should have they take that from this podcast show or or any other shows that we've done that's not what we're trying to do here all we're trying to do is have the people wake up and understand the Constitution and what tools are out there constitutionally for them to do so that we can re inhabit our de jour form public government. Not our democracy, not our Republican and Democrat government, our republic. That's what we're trying to do here. And, and, you know? Let me answer that. Let me answer question. But I think one of the greatest impediments we could possibly have to a constitutional republic is rogue officers at the highest levels determined not to obey the president, whoever it is. Yes. Okay, Sarge. Can I answer your question for you? Yeah, then we got three, one, four waiting. Go ahead, Governor. Okay. Um, we had a different set of leaders in those positions in the days we talked about. And... During Obama's administration, he purged a lot of the Patriot generals. And that was one of his main tasks, was to purge a lot of the military that were pro for us. And I've often wondered if that purge wasn't particularly centered around the information that they that he had gathered, that these Patriot generals and, and uh, military officers had uh, examined these other options for governance and supported the government of foreign by the people. And so they were removed. And not all those people went away. They are still among us. And they have their own lines of communication and their own thing going. That being said, that's why there's a vacancy. There are other military people then that were brought in to take those place and they were Obama appointees. Now, let's talk about today. 
So today, the people that you're referring to and we're all talking about, the best information I can get from people inside their their groups is they figure we're probably about 60-40 split, 40 being the Patriots. Uh, is there dissension and division in there, and do some of these uh, other people still hold uh, power uh, positions of power? Yeah. But they don't. But the troops, the people below them, don't have to obey unlawful orders, as Justice Waters has pointed out many times. And this whole ten-year plan was to get 80% of the people on board with changes, regardless of what it took, so that they would accept the future and learn to operate the, the Constitution and the machinery of self-governance. That's not. Uh, Self-governance doesn't mean you kick the can down the road and abdicate the responsibility to somebody else. You got to take it for yourself and run with it and own it and know what you are and what your rights are. And all that takes is for the people to wake up and say that's what rules we're going to play by, folks. And you're going to see that 60/40 in the military that you're worried about, and everybody is whittled down below that number. So. That's the perspective of the people I associate with. Yeah, let me bring on 314 here. Uh, 314, go ahead. You know, uh, we've been people have been voting. <clears throat> voting has gotten to be like playing the lotto. You don't know what you're going to get. Me, myself, uh, Gibson, in order to become proactive, I decided to join a convention of the state's local chapter here near me because I see that that's going to have to be is a method that you go about controlling this rogue government, this federal government that we're dealing with. Heck, for Pete's sake, they FBI raided an Amish for them. They don't bother nobody. They have least they have least connection a relationship with outsiders. They do everything amongst themselves. Well, here comes the Jack Boot Gestapo raiding and causing this farmer untold damages. So I think people should look at that that method of changing things. The Constitution. I don't. I'm not calling for a Constitution convention because anything can happen out of that. But a convention of the states where you look at subject matter or specific amendments that need to be changed. The federal government needs to be stripped of those powers that they have. They have too much power. They use it in a nefarious way. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. But guys, uh, that's interesting you, you bring that up because uh, there's several things to look at in this conversation. Um, some people go back to the Magna Carta. That means they don't recognize the Constitution or your Bill of Rights, so good luck with that one. Um, there's all kinds of little twists and turns, and I'm here to testify, and I think Justice Waters and probably Joseph Gibson can testify that basically this Convention of States thing came about because of political infighting not because they're trying to achieve a common goal. And uh, I'll leave it at that. Anybody else got something to comment on that? 
Well, yeah, this is Roger. Just, yeah, go ahead, Roger. But before you comment, Roger, I just want to say, you know, again, uh, you know, we outlined everything here in the beginning of this podcast where basically what's trying to take off here and, and the unifying of the militia community now and everybody across the country. Remember, this is not an overthrow of the government. This is to only bring the people uh, aboard here to have the tools and teach them the constitutional tools that we have to come together to restore our lawful de jour government. That's what it's about. So go ahead there, Roger. Well, you know, way back in 2009, I I was thinking to myself at that time, you know, if if the de facto had done away with with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, I mean, done away with it, outlawed it by law, then we would have nothing to stand on. But they didn't do that. We still have a Constitution. Therefore, I found the Republic. Now, you're mentioning the, the Convention of States. Now, that is all fine and well if all you want to do is try to fix the corporation from within the corporation. But you'll never do that. You cannot fix the heart if you're the stomach. That's just the way it works. You may make a few changes here or there, but you'll be the next 200 years trying to fix the corporate government when they don't want to be changed. And that's what you're dealing with. The whole kit and caboodle has to come down one way or the other, not just part of it, all of it. And that means your de facto convention of states. They are not trying to change the government. They are trying to fix a problem here and there. Because if they wanted to do something and do it drastically, they would do exactly what that that tape said at the beginning of the show, the people have the right to overthrow a tyrannical government. Not only do they have the right, but it's their duty to do so. It was mentioned in the early days, you have a republic if you can keep it. Well, they couldn't keep it. We're trying to bring it back. You can't do that with a convention of states. you got to do it from outside of the corporate government and then the people take charge. So that's my take on it. Joe, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody else out there want to put their hand up if they got something they want to add here? I know people have called in. I've gotten comments over the week. They say, well, it's just the same thing, Joe. You know, we're not getting the answers. We're not seeing any anything change. We're not seeing, you know, uh, God says it's all going to go down, and there's, you know, uh, so therefore we can't change anything. Uh, you know, that's where we get deadlocked. We get our, our feet stuck in the mud, and and we don't see any movement. You know, okay. uh, somebody brought up in the chat room there, American Statesman brought up uh, the, uh, the uh, let's see, uh, you really need to watch it, uh, let's see, uh, franksspeech.com, uh, or uh, learn the truth about our elections. You know, we're going back to 2020 here and the elections. Well, we know there was fraud in those elections. We understand that. So, but that was the de facto, you know. So again, the republic. You know, we're, this is the republic. So, and again, people say, well, how are you going to hold elections? So, I think that's a real big question out there. How are elections going to be held within the republic, and how are the states and how are the assemblies going to unite again, like they did during that recording I played here in the beginning of 2010, where the movement was growing and going, and the Restore America plan was taking foothold until 
we got our feet stuck in the mud, and we got some lone wolves out there who broke the law and uh, brought some bad press down on everybody, and everybody got divided, and, and Donald Trump was elected, and everybody had hope, and, and we saw what happened there. And so, again, we're just a big cycle, circle, round, round and round and round and round we go. You know, and meanwhile, we're all getting older, and nothing's changing, and we're just leaving a mess to our children. I think this is the frustration that everyone feels because nobody has that one answer that's going to solve everybody's problems. And nobody has that answer. Only God has that answer. But until we turn to God, until we turn, our, turn away and stop dealing and entering into these people's jurisdictions and having these unlawful and sick contracts with these people. And I'm not saying, look, go live on a lily pad someplace or go hide in a tree. You know, uh, I'm not saying don't pay your taxes either. I'm not saying none of that, but what I'm saying is, is that until we can not enter, exit out of their jurisdiction lawfully and do it in a way where we can get everybody on board across the country or even locally, one foot, one state at a time, which is what we're doing, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. It's just going to hey, keep Joe? going. I mean, I, I don't have all the answers, folks, but go ahead. There. Joe, Roger. I'll ask you Joe, a question. It's really easy. Roger. It's really um, easy. Hang on, Roger. Hang on, Jim. Roger was first. Hang on. Roger was first, Jim. Go ahead, Roger. Um, first of all, to answer the question you raised about, you know, nobody has the answers. I'm not hearing the answers. If people want change, they need to get involved. As long as they sit on their butts and listen to everybody's, you know, this and that, nothing will ever change. A military can't win a war sitting in the barracks. You got to get off your ass. You got to get up. You got to do something. You got to get involved. It's the only way you're going to see a change. So I'm sick and tired of hearing people say all over the place, well, I don't see anything happening. Well, then what are you doing? Or why are you yeah. sitting on your dump? Okay? Second of all, next week we'll talk about elections. We'll talk about how the republic will do elections. We'll do it by law. We'll do it by constitutional law. If people want to know how that's going to get done, we'll talk about it next week. How you? There you go. There you go. Go ahead, Jim. Thank you, Joe. It is real simple. Everybody's got a, t a cell phone or an Internet connection, and all you got to do is go to the Republic for the United States of America.org and sign up for the emails and dedicate your whatever you can bring to the table as far as skills. And every journey begins with the first step. And you said a simple solution, Joe. There's nothing simpler than what I just brought to the table. And Governor Henning, you're with us tonight, aren't you, sir? Would you like to tell the people more about that? Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Governor. Roger, Joe, it's always a pleasure to be here. Um, America, go to republicforunitedstatesamerica.org. Read the Declaration of Sovereign Intent and the Proclamation of Claim of Interest. I think that will give you a great insight of what, what has been done for you, we the people. And that's just it. It's for you, the we the people. Without you, this isn't going to get done. We can sit here as uh, elected officers, appointed officers, and go in circles, but until the American people understand that we need you, America needs you, we the people. We need to continue to uh, educate yourself. Look at the warrants. You know, the warrants, they're uh, right in that uh, Republic for the United States of America. Read what was served on all governors back in 2010, and all governors refused to step forward and uh, go back to the constitutional law. 
Uh, read the, there's so many articles, documents there. The executive summary is real important. You can take a look at the, the addendum or the, um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. The, I'm just going to read it. It says, the people of the free states in the union do not now nor have ever supported any intent of overthrowing the United States Municipal Corporation, acting as a government. We are not sovereign citizens as defined by Homeland Security. We are peaceful, nonviolent, and advocate peaceful, nonviolent methods to restore and maintain lawful constitutional Republican form of governance. We would never advocate or take part in kidnapping of or violence against any public official, nor do we affiliate with any hate groups, nor we nor would we participate in a terrorist act or attack against the U.S. corporate government or any public or private official. We love our fellow man, America, its people, and the republic for which our flag stands. We observe the greatest commandment, namely that we love God and love our fellow man. We believe that the rule of law should be applied justly and equally to all, both small and great, without great regard to race, gender, color, financial status, handicap, or religious affiliation. In short, we believe in treating our fellow man as we would like to be treated. We show tolerance and respect towards corporate law enforcement officers. Even those officers, through the lack of knowledge, may violate our, or infringe upon our unalienable rights, guaranteed liberties, and or not tax pro we are not tax protesters or the like. We believe in conducting our commerce and the business of republic governance in the open, not in secret meetings. We hold that the people intend to research actual law as well as ethical law with intent on attending as many seminars, meetings, lectures as possible given by the professors, lawyers, and the like. In order to learn the proper interpretation of law, we are willing to assist any local, state, and national leaders, such as presidents, governors, congressmen, senators, or the representatives in the coming to a clearer understanding of their constitutional duties and obligations to the American people. That is, that is part of uh, the exec, executive summary. And that's, that's a great document to read. It's right there at the Republic for United States of America.org. Uh, sign up to the email list. You'll get an email once a week to, to get, keep you updated. There's a RRB admin uh, link there, too. You can send your questions there or how to get involved. Uh, somebody will reply to you. Uh, I go through that RRB once a week, sometimes twice, to respond to anybody sending in emails. But, again, there, there's so much that has been done for We the People. As I said earlier, it, it needs We the People. Uh, we, we're a small uh, remnant right now here in America's Republic, but years ago, and Joe and um, all the officers here on this call this evening can attest to that. There was many of us, thousands, you know, tens of thousands I've heard at one time back in 2010 until things started to, people started to get afraid because think people were getting arrested and uh, the corporate government started to come after the people in the Republic. But, you know, we've, we've stood here. There's people on this call. I see numbers there that I recognize they've done things. You know, I see the hurtlers have written books, you know, to help educate yourself. That is something that's required by the Republic is 
to order that book, Republic for the United States of America, Volume 1. It's the truthful history of America. You can order Mr. that Henning. book at... Yes. Let me ask you a question. You know, we get there and we yes. say, everyone out here, even the people and many people on the call here tonight, we're, we all want America back. We want our republic back. But it just feels like that. It's just, it's there for the taking, but we just can't get there. You know, we hear the, you know, the military, that sounds great. You know, we're, we we hear that, you know, we, we're making ground now. You know, we're on the move again. You know, the Republic's being, you know, each state is starting, you know, we're starting to pick up people in each state again. You know, but, you know, you just, what, it's just like, we just can't, you just can't get your hands around it for some reason. I just don't, I don't see it or feel it uh, right now. I feel the mood of the people want it. I mean, we have so many great – we have people in the military. Look, we had uh, uh, military leaders uh, come on this podcast already uh, and, and talk on this podcast. And we – you know, it just seems like that everyone still has that hope and faith in Donald Trump or the, the reap or, or this democracy that they have out there. And, and, you know, when they hang up the phone tonight, they're going to go back to their little lives or their football games and their preseason football and root for their team. And, and, and you know, and Atlanta, America lives in this shell. And until it, you know, and, and they're going to kick their feet and complain about the high prices, the gas prices and, and, and the inflation that's bankrupting and, and the poor people out there who say, well, what can I do? You know, they're just trying to stay alive. The rich people got it so good they can care less. The middle class, they're, they're so busy working, but they're staying afloat. What can they do? So they got us. They got us. You know, and how can we break the chains? You know, how can we break the chains? And that's the key question. What's the solution? You know, yeah, Roger said, yeah, what are you doing out there? Yeah, but I just outlined it for you. The poor can't do anything. The middle class are so busy, and the rich don't give a damn. So, you know, uh, you know we're at that catch-22 here, well, you know, and, and the, those are the questions that I have to pose and answer consistently when I have debates with friends, when I have conversations with friends about the republic, and I argue with friends, you know, break away from this, don't take part in that, you know, oh, how am I supposed to do that, you know, I can't look like this, you know, and, you know, so what's the answer, you know, what can we do here, is there a community out there, is there a surface community out there that can take part, that these people can come to and not take part in the corporation, break away from this jurisdiction, I think that's what the people are wanting, you know, there's no place for them to go, really. Yeah, they can go to the website and they come to this podcast show, but where can they really go? Because when they go out their driveway at night to go to the grocery store, they're going to get pulled over by that de facto police officer. If they don't have that, that driver's license or that insurance, they're going to go to jail and get hauled, hauled off to their gulag or, or what have you. Or they don't pay their taxes like I play sometimes. You can hide in the Amazon jungle. They'll find you. You know. So you know what, what can we do? What can the average Joe Schmo out there do or, or, or the average uh, – Governor Henning out there do, you know, how can, what's the answers? What's the bottom line, you know? Because we've got the groups out there. You've got all these splinter groups out there fighting for their cause, and, and this group's growing, and this group's growing, and that group's growing. Well, but they don't got it. It's not coming. You know, they're not going to really change anything. You know, I mean, we got maybe learn from history. Get seats into the de facto and take back, you know, take back the de facto, you know, uh, get people elected that way. I, I brought that up several times, you know. Well, I have the republic stay sitting there on the side, uh, ready, dormant like it has been, and get people in the de facto. And then, you know, more. We, maybe we don't need Donald Trump. Maybe we need 900 Donald Trumps across the country, you know, in office. Then maybe we could change things, right? 
You know, I mean, maybe that's the answer, you know, but how, we, you know, but then we have to really network together and people aren't going to do it because everyone's, you know, going to like their man, their guy. You know, I ran on a platform here when I ran you know, for office to restore uh, our republic. Uh, you know, I received thousands of votes, you know, but I just didn't get in there this time. When I go back, when I run again, which I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, you know, I got plans of what I'm going to do, but I'm going to need more Joe Gibsons in North Carolina to get what I need done. You know, so what's the solution here, guys? No, that, that's a, you've asked more than one question, but I understand your point, Joe. <laughs> you know, we, you know it's, it's the force majeure of the people. Educate yourself. You know, we need to pray. Second Chronicles 714 is the biggest thing I sticks in my mind, and we got to believe in our Father God. I know... Some people get a little turned off when we start talking about uh, preaching religion, but you know what? That's what our founding fathers used in this country is the biblical law form. We need to understand that. It, come together as we the people in a force majeure, and that will turn the republic. We, we, you know, the Supreme Court ruled some years ago, I can't cite the uh, case but or even the year, but the Supreme Court ruled that there's two governments running parallel in this country. And, you know, one is the republic with the, under the confines of the Constitution, and there's another one that's the de facto, the corporation running outside of the, or the confines of the Constitution. You know, we need to understand that, I guess, and then trying to stand together. And, and it's so but, important yeah, we had one gentleman together. call in tonight. We had one gentleman call in tonight. I got three. You know, I like the Republican Army, but I'm a member of the Convention of the States. You know, there we go. We got that breakaway. We got that divide, you know. We've had it for since the beginning. You know? Yeah, yeah. So we yep. did have a constitutional convention, as it, per se. It was 2010 when the people got together and uh, restored our republic peacefully and lawfully. Yeah. Anybody got wants to contribute here, now's the time to do it. Uh, we pose hard questions out there to you, the people. Uh, you, you know, we, we're, we, we pretty much outlined the republic in a very good way tonight on this podcast. Uh, press the number one. If you're calling in, if you're in the chat room, I see you. Uh, some people are sending me messages. Phone number 657-383-0616. I want to hear from you, the people. Um, you know, let's hear from the people out there. Let's hear what they have to say. Let's hear, you know, we hear about the self-governance. We hear about, the, you know, uh, we hear the same thing, messages over and over. Are the people getting it? Um Otherwise, I'm gonna we're, we can start getting ready to wrap up this podcast here. You know, uh, we've got a bunch of people on the line here. Um, is the Hurtler out there, Mr. Hurtler out there? I see the Hurtlers. Yes. Uh, they want to contribute here tonight. Uh, we've got open. Pl- I got so many open lines here. I don't see anybody contributing. So um, that's a first for me. Usually the hands are up all up and down the board. <laughs> hey Joe, this is Representative Mark Finer. Can I have the floor for a little bit? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. There's time. Okay. All right. Well, I have one of the answers to what you're looking for. What can we do? What can we do? Well, the the best thing we can we can do as an individual or as a group, where you have this synergy going for you, is you can appeal to heaven. You can appeal to God. And the one thing I'd like to do is remove some unrighteous decrees here. In the authority of Jesus' name, I hereby abolish any ungodly and righteous and unholy decrees, documents, laws, and budgets that has been written or prescribed against us, the people of God, by the hands of ungodly men and representatives for any ungodly purposes. 
I call these ungodly decrees to fall to the ground, null and void, and be replaced by righteous decrees according to the plan, will, and purpose of Almighty God. I decree and declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and I hereby cancel and nullify all the plans of the enemy against the people of God. In the name of Jesus. I also execute Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 through 4, and verse 27. I now loose and employ the host of heaven, the mighty warring angels, to go forth now and bring quick resolve to all that has been written or in the process of being written that is working against us, and that is contrary to uh, us according to the will of God for us. Overthrow it now in Jesus' name and replace them with godly decrees, laws, documents, and budgets. I call forth a divine reversal of all all the enemy's wicked plans and decree against us, and I decree it is so in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I decree and declare that only the plans and purposes of Almighty God shall be established in this town and in this earth. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I decree also now in Jesus' great and mighty name, amen. I loose the anointing and the angels to go forth now and minister quick resolve to all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And then Isaiah uh, 10, uh, 1 through 4 and 27 says, Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write uh, misfortune, which they have ascribed to, to rob the needy of justice and to take away what is right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. What, what, uh, what will you do in the day of punishment and in the desolation which will come from afar? Question. To whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave your glory? Without me, they shall bow down among the prisoners, and they shall fall among the slain. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. It still come to pass that in the day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. I say, amen, praise the Lord. And that's the end of the decree. Thank you. All right, there you go. All right, amen. Uh, Sarge, you got something else you want to add here? Yeah, there's a lot to add. Uh, Sometimes I I think to myself, you know, uh, uh, most people, despite their complaints and despite the fact that uh, every indication uh, that we can look at of significance as far as societal and governmental is uh, indicating a decline of the United States. The greatness of the United States is a decline from almost everything we, we can see other than uh, a resurgence of will to restore the republic. Now, the only thing I'm concerned about that is what it's going to take to get most people off their duffs to do what they have to do is a near complete collapse. I don't want to see that. I would do everything I could think to do it. But like many other great things that occur, that's pretty much what it has to take to do it, yeah. seems. I see three, two, three. We got your hand up there, Sarge. We might want to consider that in our calculations. Okay. All right, well, stay on the line, Sarge. I'll bring it back. Just somebody put their hands up. I'm calling for people to put their hands up. Now's the time. You know, we got so many people on the line here, nobody puts their hand up. Go ahead, 323, you're open. 
Hello, Joe. Hello, Sarge. I got a feeling you weren't finished, so I can wait until Sarge finishes, and then I'll pipe in. I think he was finished. <laughs> no, not, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. Oh, okay, so go ahead, then. Brave, but, uh, but, yeah, but, you know, I, I mean, I just like people to consider that. I mean, other than the American Revolution, which is kind of an exception, because everything hadn't collapsed when those people got going, maybe they just had a moral difference in their outlook compared to people today because too many people today are probably fat, happy, and complacent. I don't know. Well, that's what I you said well, there. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Joe. They are because that's the way, um, you know, a civilized society is supposed to be, fat, happy, and complacent. If you're going to live a life in a society where there's very little conflict, which theoretically we have, but we know we don't really have it um, realistically, then people are supposed to be very nicely content with their lives of uh, the white picket fence, the wife, the children, the husband, the kids, and they're supposed to feel content enough so that, you know, they don't want to aggress against their neighbor. And, yeah, we have become complacent because we put our faith and our trust in the people that are supposed to represent us. Since that first line is corrupt and it goes all the way up to Congress, then what are we as a civilized people supposed to do? Well, people can say vote them out, but by that time, they've been in there for six years or two years doing a hell of a lot of damage. And because the American people, unfortunately, are as stupid and as gullible as anything, they keep re-electing a different person with the same crooked agenda. The time is now. There is no future in front of America for us to use uh, makeshift and band-aid remedies. And yeah, I agree with Sarge. I don't see anything uh, short of a revolution. But in order to have that revolution succeed and to, have, <laughs> and to actually have it start, it's going to take one hell of an impetus. And we don't have the manpower, forget about the militia, um, to combat satellites, drones, the advanced technologies, robots, and traders in the military. So there has to be another way, which, of course, is what, Joe, what you're all about. But I thought it was already established as of last week that um, the, the, this new republic that, um, you know, supposed to be formed by, uh, you know, the Northwest Ordinance, a lot of bumps in the road, okay? Yeah, First, yeah. Let, and I'd like to know, who are these people that signed these treaties that in case there was a collapse <clears throat> that was supposed to support the people who were elected to uh, fill in these vacant seats by 30,000 people. Who are, who are these countries and who are these people? That's what I'd like to know. Okay. Well, those people, uh, I, I played a clip in the beginning, actually, and the names were read off in the beginning. I don't know if you heard it or not. Oh, uh, no, I didn't uh, hear it. Okay, well, it's only eight minutes long, so everybody, why don't we just do that again? Because a lot of new people have, uh, have uh, You don't have to on. do it for me, and I don't. And no, I I've got a, no, 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 I've got a lot of new people that have come on. That have come on. It'd be interesting to play it again because this outlines the plan of the republic. So, and this okay. is very important. Okay, so we'll go ahead and replay this. It's only eight minutes long. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, 
and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. My friends, that quote from the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America enacted on July 4th, 1776, memorialized into history the foundation and to some degree the authority under God for tonight's program. Welcome to our regular listeners and to freedom-loving people around the world. You're listening live to a special broadcast of Take No Prisoners at the Republic Broadcasting Network. And we're coming to you tonight commercial-free. I'll ask you if you would refrain from calling in the call-in number. Uh, we're swamped at the moment without by your calls. You can listen to this program at the Republic Broadcasting Network on the Internet at republicbroadcasting.org. I'm your host, Dr. Sam. Begin the process of reclaiming the American continent from corporations posing as legitimate governments. I'm dedicating tonight's program to all of our colleagues, to all of you, listeners and non-listeners, to the men and women who have suffered these many years at the hands of a corporation gone crazy. To all of your, all of you people who have had homes that have been invaded by SWAT teams, who have had guns pointed at the heads of their children by agents of a corporate state acting in territorial capacity outside normal constitutional limitations on the land of your forefathers. I'm dedicating the program to all of you whose lives have been ruined by liens and levies and seizures, by agents of foreign agencies, to all of you who have been tossed off your land by the banking institutions of this country, to the thousands of you who languish in prison for tax issues and crimes against the state, crimes which occur or purported to occur in the complete absence of an injured party, for those of you in prison, for speaking against the corporate government. I'm dedicating this program to the thousands of you who suffer in United States gulags for the high crime of refusing to pray to a corporate court, for refusing to stand to a corporate actor in a black robe, for refusing to enter the bar knowing that you're granting jurisdiction and accepting authority of a corporate employee. To all of you who have been injured and killed and sent to prison for refusing to exhibit state-issued documents that identify you as subject-class citizens. To all of you who have been coerced to volunteer your most intimate personal information under incarceration for so many years that you and your neighbors and your friends and your family believe it's absolutely normal to divulge all of your business to the state of the creation of your forefathers. To all of you, to the people of the American continent who are about to face the collapse of a currency and an entire 
economy, which has been based upon the notion that promissory notes to a foreign-owned bank could ever function to the benefit of anyone other than the banking cartels. The program is dedicated tonight to all Americans who live in the fear of their own government, to the members of the Tea Parties, to the Glenn Becks and Jesse Venturas who seek change but only possess a small portion of the story, to the souls of the 110, 15, 20,000 Japanese Americans who were arrested by FDR without a warrant, without due process of law, on the swipe of a pen on an executive order in the land where such things could never happen in a mere 40 or 50 years ago in 1942. To the millions, make that 60 to 70 years ago, to the millions of black Americans who have been condemned to poverty and deprivation, for nothing other than to gain their allegiance to a government as their Lord and Savior. This program is dedicated to the souls of the Native Americans who were trampled at the foot of the Virginia Company on the land of their forefathers, and to Ron Paul and the Libertarians and the Champions of Liberty Everywhere, to all who are tired of having every aspect of their lives dictated by a faceless corporation run by robotic members of the City of London Bar Association. And finally, I'd like to dedicate tonight's program to Irwin and Lynn and Hartford and Leroy and Roger and Jack and Stephen and Sam and Winston and all the other courageous men and women who the general public has never heard of, but who have taken a stand against corporate oligarchy. This program is dedicated tonight to each and every one of you listening and your neighbors, your friends, your loved ones, the American people, as we bring you the unanimous declaration of the sovereign people of the United States of America to restore and re-inhabit the free American republics. The sovereign people do keep on declare the following. We, the people, inhabiting the North American continent, free men and women convened under God, having been granted by the Creator dominion, dominion over all the earth to restore the blessings of liberty for ourselves and the posterity, do hereby invoke our sacred right to alter or abolish destructive government as memorialized in the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, circa 1776. By declaring herewith this solemn declaration to the people of the earth and all governments and nations derived therefrom. Whereas we do not now, nor have we ever been possessed of a desire to relinquish any of our unalienable rights for the dubious benefits of limited liability or any other compelled revocable privileges of a subject class citizenship of the United States, nor to relinquish every aspect of our lives to corporations posing as legitimate governments. Whereas we do not now, nor have we ever entered into a binding... All right, okay, so there, there, I think that pretty much says it all right there. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's up to you. That's who the people are of the republic. You, Joe. 
it's up to all of us. Those are the leaders. The people, the republic has been restored, and it was restored. Now, are you looking for the military to interject and come on the Skiswalk News and say, hey, this is what's going to happen. We have tanks on every corner. You're not going to go to People's Bank tomorrow morning because the Federal Reserve has been shut down? No, that's not what's going to happen. That can't, can't happen that way. What do you want out of your, what can you do for your republic? What can we do? That's what I was talking about, and that's what I meant. I think that pretty much sums it all right there, that seven and a half minutes that I just played right there. What are, you know, we now inherently declare our sovereign intent and our, uh, to re-inhabit our de jure uh, republic. But it's up to all of us out there to do our part. It's up to all of us to talk to our neighbors, our friends, and the many thousands out there that have been victims, who know that they've been victims, to stand up and take back your republic lawfully and peacefully. It's up to you. Yeah. I, I yield so to my you. Question, yeah, my question was, who, who are the countries that signed these particular treaties, and who within these countries were the ones that signed them? I know about. Oh, you're, ta- oh, oh, about you're, ta- oh, you're talking about we, the, the unanimous. You're talking about the declaration. Oh, okay. You're talking about the forms that are on the Republic website. Who signed? You signed who signed that? Those documents. You're saying that was your question. Then. Uh, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, Jim, I don't know. Um, Roger. The thing is, the thing is, is that we know it, it doesn't even have to be established by the Declaration of Independence or any other document that any people who feel that they are oppressed by a tyrannical government. They have the right to rise up, okay? To do it peacefully is the preferred way. Of course, now this particular situation that you're involved in is using the Northwest Board Ordinance. I still haven't seen anything inside the Northwest Ordinance or the, uh, the, um, the precedent that it had cited by a, a particular judge that um, gives them the power, after being voted by 30,000 people, to come in and say, here we are, folks, when somebody else may be responsible for taking down the republic. But that's okay. We've already discussed that. Um, so I'm here, to, I'm here to find out what is it that we can do peacefully to get results to, to, to let people know that they do have the power outside of right now. Lawsuits seem to be pretty powerful. Lawsuits um, – which are enacted by lawyers on behalf of citizens are getting results, but that's only going to occur in the future if we if we have uh, you know honest judges enough honest judges to continue that. But other than that, I'm still here to learn. Okay, uh, somebody want to take a piece of that, Jim or uh, Roger? Sure. Yeah. Anybody convinced against their wills are the same opinion still. You know, freedom and self-rule is something that an individual has to own. And nobody can own it for you, and nobody can convince you to take responsibility of that. Um, unfortunately, in history, it's, it's documented that there were slaves that found their freedom and were set free, and they didn't have the equipment to operate in a free world as free men, and they went back and took a piercing, and they became indentured servants. And uh, we're satisfied with their lives. And we know that those people are among us that choose that walk of life. And that's fine. That's their choice. But there are responsibilities within our form of government, of self-governance. We're merely offering to people that seek that type of governance to come together 
And we do have a rule of law. It's our Constitution and Bill of Rights. And uh, with that, I'll yield. You know, well, well, the Restore America plan in the Republic, you know, it, it's a war college uh, ration strategy, you know, for regaining control quietly, efficiently, and quickly, you know, uh, without provoking controversy or ridicule, ridicule or violence or civil war. You know, um, so, you know, that's not what we're out to get. That's not what, we, you know, if that's what everyone's looking for, then that's not what the Republic is about. You know, uh, it's a behind-the-scenes, basically, uh, uh, method to, of dismantling the, satan- the satanic institutions and uh, rituals, basically, that have been uh, upon us since 1933 and 1865, you know, that has destroyed our country. You know, um, I mean, I just don't know how else to explain it. Um, uh, um, I mean, I just don't know what else to say. As far as I mean, I mean, I put the idea out there too. What, then, Joe, why don't we elect 900 Donald Trumps instead of one Donald Trump, or a thousand Donald Trumps to towards the de facto corporation out there and change it from within? Nobody's going to. You're going to have your Democratic Party voting. You're going to have because what's going to happen is you're going to get a Republican-controlled Congress and you're going to get a Democratic majority, or on this side, and you're going to get a Republican majority in the Senate, and nothing's ever going to happen. That's the games the bankers are going to play with us. You know, we're never. We're not going to. Get uh, a, re- a Republican-controlled House and Senate for eight years straight, and everything's going to be fixed. And even if we did, guess what? Nothing's going to happen anyway, because we know the Federal Reserve and the same money funds both parties. We know that. So how do we fix things? We have to break away from this. We have to, we have to, uh, um, you know, restore uh, our republic. Uh, you know, the, these unlawful. Uh, I mean, I just don't have all the answers. And, and, but I do believe that the Northwest Ordinance, which you were talking about, does have a has, has the uh, answers in it. Um, you said you can't find them in there, um, it, uh, Governor Henning, or somebody want to expound upon that a little bit more, maybe? Uh, you can read that document, of course, at Republic for uh, United States dot org. Um, it is under Statute One Fifty. Uh, that what what it is pointing to. Um, there's section one, section two. You know, I don't. There's several pages to read here. I don't want to read through the whole thing, but the, it is there. Just we need to educate ourselves, edify ourselves. That's he says the authority is not these. there in the Northwest Ordinance. He says the authority is not in the Northwest Ordinance to do what we're doing, or it, it doesn't see it. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Well, it comes when the thirty thousand people stand up. That's that's where the authority starts. Justice Waters, correct me if I'm wrong. Justice Waters, you there? Okay. Yeah, while well, you're waiting for him, let me let me put in again yeah. what I said last week. Sure. Yeah, I know about the thirty thousand people that are supposed to vote in. Somebody's going to take over a vacant seat. So now I'm elected to take over the vacant seat. Still, okay. The goal is noble. I don't see a methodology that's working. I'm elected. There's, a, there's a, let's say there's ten people per state that's elected to take over these vacant seats once the, um, the republic has fallen. How is the republic going to fall peacefully? Well, the republic's so not going to fall peacefully. You're talking about the de facto. The de facto is going to fall peacefully, not the republic. The republic is going to rise peacefully. Okay. The de facto. <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, we, we well, so that, that's, right. yeah, how is it going to, we don't know. We, we don't know. How can it happen peacefully? Well, we want it to happen peacefully, and then we're shooting for a peaceful resolution, but well, I can't judge on what the de facto is going to do. I mean, will there be de facto people that will uh, re, uh, that reject us? Most likely. I mean, I, I don't know that's how that would play, you know? That's right. You're right. That's something that we talked about last week. Um, yeah. Okay. Somebody's got some background noise. Anybody got? Who's got the background noise? Yeah. Somebody's terrible. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's got it bad. Mute, <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to go on mute. It's always me, anyway. For some reason. <laughs> uh. Uh, let me mute every uh. caller. Okay. But here's happened. the thing. It, it may be me. The thing is, okay. So we don't really know. So let's assume that the probability is that it's going to fall non-peacefully, but somehow it's going to collapse, okay? That means somebody performed a coup. Those people who performed the coup, they are not going to be very, very pleased when the people from the Republic show up and say, you know what, I was elected by 30,000 people. We've got about 100 of us who are ready to take over these vacancies. We've got a president. We've got a treasurer, vice president, controller, et cetera, and we're here. Thank you for, uh, you know, for doing the work for us. We're here now. What do you think is going to happen at that particular that time when those who took down my the de facto history. government, lost their friends, um, got people killed, and now are going to turn around and I'm going to show up and say, thank you, I'm here for my vacant seat. Okay. Jim? We're leaving the results of the question to you, the answer to your question. It was in 08 and 09 that um, we got the notice that if the American people didn't stand up and take back their republic, that the U.N. and the central banks were going to make their act. And so this is what prompted these patriots to stand up and do that. And so, do you remember the banker bailout? Remember the banker bailout? Remember if they didn't give him the banker bailout and there was going to be – remember there was going to be a collapse of the United States government at that time? In 2008. So we're, yeah, 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 yeah. The Treasurer Paulson even went down on one knee begging for the for the bailout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so anyway, we're here today having this conversation because that worked. So it's yeah. but it's only a temporary fix, though. That's so right, now do you, yeah. Only. So it's a temporary fix. But I think I understand what Joe's question is. Joe's question is this: is that the de- he thinks that the de facto is still going to be in full force power with the military behind him and everything when the republic stands up and, no, and, no, no, and tries no, no. to take a seat. Nope. No? No, okay. no, no, that's not it. I am saying okay. that according to plans or according to intervention or whatever, the de facto government falls, but it falls as a result of the people standing up. Now, those people who were in charge of the people standing up took down the government they are now there, okay? Now, now the people from the republic are showing up, and they're saying to the people who took down the de facto republic, de facto government, de facto corporations, thank you for taking down this, this corporate tyranny. We are now here to take our rightful place because the Northwest Ordinance in these vacant seats left behind. Thank you. Now, what do you think the people who took down the de facto corporation are going to say? That's my question. I don't know. 
Well, what, yeah, they're going to say, to get your ass look- out of here. Yeah, and now, they might. And now the people, yeah, and now the people, the public say, but we have treaties with uh, with governments, and we'll have um, the United States OC. military behind us. We'll have the United uh, States military okay. standing behind us. If you, because well, if you had the military, the military, then the military would be with the people who took down the the de facto corporation. They have no choice because okay. they have to obey the Constitution. Okay. Well, Joe, All the money. Uh, man. Uh, you know, what Joe has said here, I mean, the other the Joe on the line, you know, the uh, caller Joe, what he said here gets me to really thinking about a lot of that. I've been thinking about a lot ever since I first became aware of this and went to the website and read about the declaration and the other things on the website. Look, here's what I think, and I, I, so help me, after, especially after watching the response to Donald Trump, who, relatively speaking, was speaking of relatively mild incursions against the administrative state that have come up that we all recognize as part of the de facto government. Look yep, at the okay. length they're willing to go to to even stop this. Yeah, I think any serious threat to that, no matter what our intentions are, and I believe our intentions to be peaceful would be exactly that. We adamantly don't want violence. Having been in three wars, or rather two, and called up for one, I don't want to see any more of that. I've seen enough. It's as ugly as it can get, and a civil war is even worse. But this is what I believe adamantly. Any serious threat to this administrative state will be met. They will manufacture. They will manufacture a causeless belief to use force against it. That I am certain of as the sun rises after the dark. What will they do, Sarge, when when the Federal Reserve no longer can fund them? What will happen then? Will the people come to the side of the Republic? I'll answer that, but before I say that, uh, when Joe mentioned the word coup, uh, a coup is actually a sudden overthrow of a government by a relatively small faction, whether it's rebels, military group, or what. I don't think a coup would be seen as legitimate by the people of the United States. I could be wrong in that. I just don't think a coup would fly with anybody. So I think that was something that would be probably self-defeating. Now, as to what the republic would be able to do when they come in to implement the Northwest Ordinance and the provisions of the Northwest Ordinance, that would remain to be seen. The one thing I am absolutely certain about is that the administrative state, the deep state, the de facto government will do everything in its power up to and including the highest levels of violence to preserve itself. That yes. I am certain to a moral I certainty. I they agree. will manufacture it if none exists. If, no matter how peaceful a, a serious attempt is to unseat it, they will manufacture something in order to justify the use of violence to put it down. There are people that know this too, Sarge, that are in the military and a high ranking in the military and also around the world that know this. And the world is more awake than America. We know that. We talk about that all the time and joke around about it. And trust me, that when that time comes, then you're looking at a stand between good and evil, okay? And it's up to us. Is the good going to prevail or is evil going to prevail? Well, that remains to be seen. Now, on that, I completely agree with you, and I just want everyone to be aware that more likely than not, that's what will occur in the final analysis, no, yes. matter, what our, no matter what our intentions are. Agreed. 
Agreed. I okay, think and from what you're saying, and from what you're saying, Joe, is that if the military is behind this, so they're going to be um, the the factors that bring down the de facto corporate state, the tyrannical state, and therefore, as a result of this assumed military um, cooperation, then the people of the republic can come in and take over these vacant states. Am I getting that right? That would be the plan, I would assume, yes. Am I right, Governor? Am I right, Justice? I don't know where Roger went. I don't know where the hurtlers are. I don't know where everybody went. But, Jim, are you still there? Yep, yeah, that's right. So, and, you know, they have to give it, they have to, give it to the people. That's you, Jim. The people that's you. Know. Joe, you know what I think might be the best thing to actually hope for? That if and when all this occurs, that the armed forces stay in their barracks. Yes, that correct, and that's why we've already taken the militia. If people were paying attention to the entire podcast, which we want them to do, there's already been meetings and there's already been podcasts and shows done alternatively on other sites with the militia around the country. And that's why the Righteous Army, that's what it's called, go to the Righteous Army. Is already, there's, go to that website. Well, I don't have the website in front of me here. Righteousarmy.org, I believe. Uh, look at what's going on right now, and that's where the militia and the Individual states will have to secure their states so that this deep state does not get in there and infiltrate. It's a, it's a very it's a very noble plan, like you guys said, and it's the only way out of this because we're not going to vote our way out of it. We keep trying, don't we? And that's what I say too. Keep trying, but it's not going to happen. You know that. Come on. You know we get a Republican Congress in there and a Republican Senate. What's going to happen? Nothing. You know it's going to be the same crap. You know, I mean, I mean, it was during Donald Trump's presidency. We had a Republican Congress, Republican Senate. What, what really changed? The economy was good for a little bit. Okay, yeah, big deal. They were still they were still arresting people for their Second Amendment rights. They were still violating people's constitutional rights up and down the board, all across the country. Okay, so. You know, uh, but, you know, again, this is that's why I say, you know, this is the only plan out there that I say that can really work. But I, I agree, though, voting and, and doing what I'm doing, running for public office. And, and, and uh, we need a thousand Donald Trumps out there. One isn't going to do it. You know, we need we need all lots of local legislators and senators and state senators to know the Constitution. There is an awakening across America right now. People are active. There are grassroots organizations. I talk to many of them every day. I, I have one that backs me here in North Carolina and see grassroots. You know, uh, uh, they're, they're not Republican or Democrat. They stand up for what the Constitution says. So, you know, look, this is what we got to get out there and do. we got to be a part of this. And being a part of the republic is the only real answer also. That's what we were trying to promote here, and that's what we're trying to do. Go to the website, sign up, you know, take part in your state. What else are you doing? You want to be a part of the convention of the states like Bianca said? Well, that's not going to get you anywhere. That's worse, if you ask me. I think Jim outlined that pretty clearly, right? So, I mean, closing thoughts, everybody? Anybody, real quick, closing thoughts? Governor Henning, you still there? No, Mark Binder? Yes, sir. Um, I have a closing thought. We haven't really um, talked about this much, but uh, some of the confusion is lies in uh, law. Um, the Republic has standing in law. The corporation doesn't have standing in law. They have color of law. We have we have standing. We have a constitutional law. The government everything done since about 1864 
when the corporation began taking over. It was I think we need to address that next week. Yeah, I think that needs to be addressed. I don't know who's got the background noise. I think it's Jim. Jim, I think you got the background noise. Uh, it's got, I think it is. <laughs> no, I'm muted, um, Joe. I'm muted. Yeah, so it's on. And I, I yield. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Mark. Thanks. Uh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Here, let's see. Okay, who's got the background noise? Okay, Jim, I just muted you. But let me put you back on. Okay. All right. Closing thoughts here. Well, I tell you, you know, like like Jim just said, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 yes, much of this administrative state and the deep state is lawless. There's no doubt about it. We got a president of the United States who violates his constitutional oath almost every day. He keeps this border wide open and allows us to be invaded. Uh, we got a president of the United States who he was vice president under, who created a program called DACA out of thin air with no legislative authority whatsoever, gave illegal aliens Social Security numbers and work permits and let them come in the country by the tens of thousands. Nobody did anything. Completely lawless. What can we, we do about it, Sarge? Right what can we do? We've got lawlessness can, going on all it? the time. We, we, how do we know stop it? this government is lawless. The problem is that knowing that, no matter what constitutional authority we show, whether the president got to be a natural-born citizen, no, he doesn't. Vice president can't be, is not a natural-born citizen. The president is a natural-born citizen. But it says right there in the constitution, <laughs> that it's supposed to be. I know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Know. The deep state, the administration says, no, it doesn't matter. So we're just going to have to be prepared to accept the fact that no matter what we say, no matter what laws we show them, they will say that doesn't matter. It I think you got a point there. Them. I think you got I mean, a point. I, that's hard. That was being a man of the law for most of my life. It was hard for me to accept that, but I'm afraid now I just have to. The fact that the the, the, the rule of law has been subverted, ignored, wished away, wild away, just pretended as though it doesn't exist. I mean, after after Obama and the nonsense with his birth certificate and it's not being a natural-born citizen, I completely lost faith in the ability to accept fact of constitutional law anymore because they say for their purposes they will simply disregard it and tell you you're a lunatic if you say anything to the contrary. How do we get it back? How do we restore confidence back then in our country? I think it's a confidence issue now. It's a confidence issue. I think that's what Joe's talking about, confidence and trust in the republic. You know, look, you know, what happens? You know, you're going to tell you to get the hell out of there. There's a fear factor and a confidence issue, and that's totally respectable because look at the patriot movement throughout the years. What have they achieved? What ground has been stood upon? You know, we talk about this stuff behind the scenes. Yes, I know there was actions behind the scenes. But again, even as much as I see in here, I still have very little confidence, too. You know, but I'm still out there fighting. Yeah, yeah, but how can you restore the notion of self-evident truth? Certain truths, we hold these truths to be self-evident. There's such things, objective, transcendent, moral truth, legal truth. But we've got people today who are educated. They are literally educated to believe that is not so. Yeah. I mean, it's a, they literally create an alternate universe of lawlessness and tell us that is lawful. And see, yeah, and a lot of people right. have adopted it. It's, it's like, look, we just got look, what, what has to be done has to be done, and we're going to have to proceed as though it just doesn't matter. What we know to be true just doesn't matter to them. We understand that. We just do what we got to do anyway and let the chips fall where they may. Because a lot of people are going to get Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know. But they I know. don't even want to be convinced, 
and they realize that here, Sarge, defense, that that's their why we're here, brother. Is going to yeah. collapse. That's why we're here. We can't sit and wait for it to collapse. We're out there, Joe, right? That's why we're here. We're out here trying to find solutions. we got to vote people in. Isn't that why you, you uh, vetted me, Joe? I mean, that, that's why, because you're searching for people and leaders out there who are going to stand up and do the right thing, right? We have to, but we have to do it in an organized way, in a way that's going to work. I'm a former businessman, worked in marketing. I'm, I'm a person who believes in mathematics and results. So I like to have plans. Goals, yep. as noble as they are, are necessary. General principles, necessary. But without the boots on the ground and the elbow grease um, that's going to um, transfer these goals into something that's going to uh, um, be actually accomplished, then nothing. All we have good are point. those people who are, you know, thinking. And there's a, there's a good old Southern expression that says, you know, leaning on the, um, leaning on the shovel um, and praying to God ain't going to get the whole dog. You know, you've got to put in the work. <laughs> okay. You know? uh, Jim, so, you want to say something here at the end, Jim? You've been quiet. I don't know where well, Jim went. I'll unmute myself. I'll unmute myself here, Joe. Uh, at the end of the conversation, at the end of the day, at the end of the line, the laws of nature and nature's God trump it all. And it's up to us to take advantage of the opportunities that we have to unite and to come together to accomplish a common goal. Otherwise, it's a dictatorship or you're in slavery looking for somebody to hand it to you. And this is the platform. I encourage everybody to come together. I thank everybody for their open and honest conversation. Always willing to talk and compare notes. Go steel sharpens steel and I don't own this alone. I'm doing this for everybody that I represent and for those I represent that don't realize I represent them. Well, Joe said it, though. Joe said it, though. I'm going to yield. Yeah, Joe. I mean, uh, Joe said it. You know, we've got to get the numbers. We've got to get the boots on the ground. We've got to get the boots on the ground. Call upon your neighbor. Call upon everybody that's listening on this platform. Everybody, many people listen on this platform tonight. Boots on the ground. Let's go. We got to network together. We've got to communicate with each other. Look, you know, uh, I ran for public office down here. How many times I used to ask people, "Come on, I, I need you. I need you. Come on." Nobody. You know, I mean, you know, look, let's go. Let's do this. You know, uh, next election, I'm gonna, my name's gonna be on the ballot. I want to hear. I want to see each and every person on this call tonight in my at my house. I'll pay for your housing and your board. Get out there, boots on the ground. Get out there and campaign for me. Get on the phones, call people. I'll give you the list of people to call. You know, let's do it. Let's get people in there. I'll do the same for you guys. Let's do it. Let's get together. Let's restore our republic. Let's do this together. We could do this. I mean, I just don't know how else to say it. Everybody, do you have a show tomorrow? No, I don't actually. No, why? When's your When's your next show? Because I want to I want to I want to call in again on the next show. Okay, next next definite show is six thirty next Tuesday, but I'm planning on doing next one sooner Tuesday. than that. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, pr- probably Friday night. I'll probably do one. But uh, but uh, we got to exchange emails, me, you and I, or phone numbers or whatever, uh, so we could talk to each other uh, and uh, exchange information, maybe. You know. Um, I don't do that, John. Nobody has my phone number. Nobody has my email. I'm blocked off. I'll give radio. you my it's number then. <laughs> I'll give you my number then. 
<laughs> you boss yours when you call me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, hey, it was a good podcast tonight. You got can't you can't deny that. Everybody, thanks for uh, participating. Uh, I guess the words with Ryan up here tonight would be John Adams, right? Well, can we listen to his words at the end here? I mean, it's only like two minutes long. Listen to it and we'll wrap it up. Everybody, be safe out there. Keep fighting. Yeah. Yeah. President recognizes Mr. Adams, yeah. Massachusetts. Objects of the most stupendous magnitude. Measures which will affect the lives of millions, born and unborn, are now before us. We must expect a great expense of blood to obtain them. But we must always remember that a free constitution of civil government cannot be purchased at too dear a rate, as there is nothing on this side of Jerusalem of greater importance to mankind. My worthy colleague from Pennsylvania has spoken with great ingenuity and eloquence. He has given you a grim prognostication of our national future, but where he foresees apocalypse, I see hope. I see a new nation ready to take its place in the world. Not an empire, but a republic. And a republic of laws, not men. Gentlemen, we are in the very midst of revolution. The most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. How few of the human race have ever had an opportunity of choosing a system of government for themselves and their children. I am not without apprehensions, gentlemen. But the end we have in sight is more than worth all the means. I believe, sirs, that the hour has come. My judgment approves this measure, and my whole heart is in it. All that I have, all that I am, and all that I hope in this life, I am now ready to stake upon it. While I live, let me have a country. A free country. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, I just don't know how you could beat that, you know. So, uh, hey, everybody, take care out there. Be safe. Keep up the good fight. See you next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless. God bless the Republic, everybody. Yep, God bless the Republic.